have a public health emergency in this province. We've had it since 2016. It's the toxic drug crisis, overdoses that continue to kill way, way too many people. Now, BC has and is trying all sorts of things to put a dent in those numbers, and still we are waiting for them to come down. It has been an ongoing problem. So the latest efforts that we're doing in harm reduction have to do with drug decriminalization and and providing a safe supply for people so they are not consuming toxic drugs and they are not overdosing. But again, as I said, we're still waiting for those numbers to come down. And there's a couple of different models that have always been pointed out by the people who have advocated for this. They say, oh, look at they're trying this in Oregon. Look, they've done this in Portugal. Now, we talked about the Oregon model a couple of days ago here on the show. Well, today we're going to talk about Portugal and what they are doing over there. NDP MP for Courtney Alberni Gord Johns actually traveled to Portugal to see firsthand uh, what that situation is like. And Gord Johns joins us now to talk about it. Thank you very much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Simi. Why did you decide to go to Portugal? Well, I think you started off articulating that there's been lots of conversation about different models in different places. And I wanted to see firsthand those models because you get different reports on what those models look like and how well they're doing. So I I came to Portugal on my own dime to meet with different officials and get a really good full spectrum view of what they've done. Uh, They've had enormous success here in Portugal. uh, And that's that's what's driven me to to travel and to want to see firsthand and meet with people and understand, you know, what steps they took. And, and this is an emergency that's beyond British Columbia. It's, it's a, it should be declared a federal uh, health emergency, and it hasn't been done so in Ottawa, and that's what needs to happen. Okay, so tell me what it is that they've done in Portugal. Well, first, you know, I was able to understand the history of, of why they moved forward with the steps they did and seeing this as a health issue, not a criminal issue. And they had a, an immense amount of people dying from HIV uh, uh, deaths back in the late 90s and early 2000s through intravenous drug users. Primarily 70% of transmission of HIV was coming through intravenous heroin users. And um, they were able to uh, reduce those deaths significantly through harm reduction, through treatment on demand, through a full spectrum of approaches. But primarily it was through an integrated care approach, a coordinated approach that included decriminalization. Uh, also, recovery was a big focus on their, on, their, uh, on their program and education and prevention. So they took a you know, comp- complex issue and, and provided a comprehensive response. But first, they developed a national strategy and they implemented that strategy with resources and a timeline and there was accountability and transparency, something that still hasn't been done at the federal level. So have they brought down have they brought down their overdose numbers? So, you know, just in comparison of overdose deaths, I mean from back when they started they had a hundred thousand uh, you know, chronic daily heroin users, they brought that down to a little over 20,000. Today, 70% of HIV transmission was coming through intravenous uh, uh, needles uh, transmission, and now they brought that down to 1%. In terms of overdose deaths, they're, they're averaging about six per million. In British Columbia, we're about 430, just to put things in perspective. Uh, and in Port Alberni, where I'm from, on Vancouver Island, it's over 1,000 per million. So we're off the charts compared to Portugal and Europe as a whole, really. Uh, you know, I met with the European, uh, their, their, uh, their, their 
monitoring center for drugs and drug addiction is, is actually based in Lisbon in Portugal. I was able to meet with them and we have actually had more overdose deaths in Canada last year than the whole European Union. The 450 million people, you know, collectively live in the European Union. So, you know, we, we've got a lot to learn from what they're doing here and in, 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 in Europe and in Portugal. And we need to apply those practices, you know, in Canada because what we're doing isn't working. This piecemeal approach uh, that we're delivering, we're not moving at the pace that's necessary. We spent less than one percent, uh, you know, that we did in the response to COVID on the toxic drug crisis that's killing, you know, thousands of people and even more people in our home province of British Columbia than uh, COVID has taken. And so the, the the you know the stigma isn't just in in the lack of inaction, but also in the resources that we're applying to respond to this crisis. And and we need to learn from other places that have had success and apply them at home. You make an interesting point. What is the discussion like in Ottawa about this? For a long time, it did feel like, still kind of feels like, BC is going at this thing alone. What's the talk in Ottawa? Well, the talk should be that BC needs a federal partner, and so do the provinces. But, you know, again, looking at Portugal, they had a national integrated approach. So they had leadership at the highest level. And, you know, we hear this uh, argument from Ottawa that they can't do it because of jurisdictional uh, issues. We saw in COVID that they can overcome that. They work very closely with provinces to deliver a quick, rapid uh, response when it comes to health. In in Portugal, for example, they had uh, 200 people on methadone, a drug replacement therapy, and they scaled that up to 35,000 in two years. And they actually used uh, labs that the army developed and produced so they could get them out on mass scale and at a, at a price point that they could get it to people in, in rapid fashion. That's what we need. We need like a full scale national response. Why hasn't the prime minister called a meeting of the premiers when we have the, the leading cause of unnatural death? You know, in in a home pro- in, a, in a province like British Columbia, for ages under fifty nine, uh, is the toxic drug crisis. Like, where is the national leadership here? Where is the plan? Why is there no plan with timelines and goals and targets? And and you know that creates accountability, of course. And and we need more accountability and transparency when it comes to this issue. But we need an integrated, coordinated, compassionate approach. And that's what they, they've done in Portugal. Now, you represent Courtney, Alberni, obviously not big, huge urban centre there, but we know that from the numbers, every community has been touched by this. What are you hearing from the area that you represent on this? Oh, it's just painful. I mean, it's it's so heartbreaking. I can't even count on two hands uh, the amount of people I know that have died from, uh, you know, toxic drugs. And so in my community, under the age of 44, uh, we're at 2,100 people per, per million I mean, compare that to Portugal at six per million. We have to take lessons from countries that are, and, and jurisdictions that have done had success, you know, at bringing their numbers down. And I mean, even in Portugal, I hear, you know, that there's been some concerns raised in, by some media in articles. But when I ask everyday people if they would revert back to a, a criminal model, I haven't found anybody that's wanting to do that. In fact, what they've done is they let down some of their defenses because they had so much. Uh, success, and then they're looking at restrengthening those as they see new drugs enter their market, uh, as they see economic challenges uh, force a lot of people from uh, it, you know that were in recovery back to relapsing, relapsing, and and putting a strain on their system. So I mean, lots to, to learn from Portugal from beginning to today uh, on on what we need to do and what we need to keep doing. And so in, in my home community, I mean, 
it's just devastating to see young people dying from a toxic uh, drug crisis, a preventable crisis at that. And when we know that there's better ways to do it, more compassionate ways to 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 lead. And I'm, you know, I, you, you know, the reason I came to Portugal was to learn because I can't sit idle on the sidelines and and continue to watch the carnage that's happening. And so I, I came on my own dime to do this uh, to to learn firsthand what's going on. Is there one thing that you can point to then, Mr. Johnson, when you look at the Portugal model, obviously we can't do all of it. We don't have that kind of national support. But if there's one thing that you can say, okay, this is what we need to work towards, what would you say that is? Well, we need a plan. Like, why don't we have a national strategy on something so, you know, uh, prevalent that's having such a huge impact, not just on the lives lost, but also on our healthcare system, you know, impacting first responders communities. Where's the plan? Like, why is it that eight years into this government, they still don't have a national strategy, you know, with a timeline on how they're going to implement the response to this? Why aren't they providing the resources? That's what I would say. You know, I tabled a bill, Bill C-216, back last year that was defeated by, you know, conservatives and the majority of liberals. And that was pointing that we needed to have a a plan within one year to respond with treatment on demand, uh, recovery, prevention, education, a safer supply of substances, and decriminalization, because even the Police Chiefs Association of Canada have said criminalizing people who use substances for personal use is causing more harm. So this is something that, you know, from the experts, we need to listen to the experts, get the politics out of it. That's what they did in Portugal. And let the experts provide, you know, solutions that are evidence-based that we can implement in Canada and do it at a rapid scale. Well, thank you very much for your time on that this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Cindy, and, and my heart goes out to everybody in our in our communities that's been impacted, because I know it it, uh, it does, definitely pans the spectrum. It really does. Our communities. And so many yeah. people. Uh, thank you for your time. That's Gord Johns, NDP MP for Courtney Alberni, who went to Portugal to see for himself what they're doing there that is working. And he feels that the key thing there is that in Portugal, it was a national strategy to deal with a drug crisis, an overdose crisis there. And you know what? That's a good point that in Canada, it does feel that for the longest time since 2016 that BC has been going this alone, that we have been fighting for things to try to make a difference. You know, even when it comes to decriminalization, like we spent so much time pushing and pushing and pushing it with the federal government to get permission to do it. Meanwhile, we're watching those overdose numbers go up and up and up. So, yeah, is it time Ottawa paid attention and said, hey, you know what, right across the country, this is a huge issue. Maybe we should take a bigger look at it. Find a way in simi at cknw.com.